0: Welcome to Holy Trinity for worship this morning. We are so glad that you're here, because we are first welcomed by Christ. We welcome one another in the name of Christ, no matter who we are or where we're from, who we love or marry, how we vote or what we think about organized religion or our place in it, especially even how we feel about religion on earth. Sorry, worship online right now. Please know that you have a place of welcome and hope and healing in this space and we are glad that you are with us. Please stand now and join me in singing praise to the Lord, the Almighty. the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Everlasting God, you give strength to the weak and power to the faint, make us agents of your healing and wholeness, that your good news may be made known to the ends of your creation.
1: Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is God who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when God blows upon them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. The one who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name. Because God is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. The Lord does not faint or grow weary. The understanding of God is unsearchable. The Lord gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
2: Jerusalem and gathers the exiles of Israel. The Lord heals the broken-hearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord counts the number of the stars and calls them all by their name. Power. there's no limit to God's wisdom, No lifts up the lowly, but casts the wicked to the ground, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving, make music upon the harp to our God, who covers the heavens with clouds, and prepares rain for the earth making grass to grow upon the mountains. Oh, Lord, is the God provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they cry. God is not impressed by the might of a horse and has no pleasure in the speed of a runner. What finds pleasure in those who fear the Lord, in those who await God's steadfast love? Hallelujah. The Lord the broken
3: A reading from First Corinthians. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting for an obligation is laid on me and woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward, but if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward just this. That in my proclamation, I may make the gospel free of charge so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all I have made myself a slave to all so that I might win more of them. To the Jewish people I became as a Jew in order to win the Jewish people to those under the law. I became as one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak so that I might win the week. I have become all things to all people that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel so that I may share in its blessings. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
4: Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother in law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her. And she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. Jesus answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues, and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. As a result of the South Loop Community Table the in-person weekly meal that we serve to our neighbors experiencing homelessness, I was able to receive my first dose of the Pfizer vaccine earlier this month. And it filled me with hope that one day, maybe even as early as this summer, we would be healed from the devastating COVID-19 virus. Ultimately though, healing from the virus itself is only part of our battle. Because after all the loss we have endured, there is no way to heal or bring back the 450,000 plus Americans that have died as a result of the virus, or the 2.3 million people that have died worldwide. This unfathomable loss brings with it another need for healing on an individual and collective level. And it begs the question, how can we heal from such loss? Camille Wartman, an emeritus professor of psychology at Stony Brook University and an award-winning expert on grief and bereavement. She says that the main strategy for helping one another heal from grief is just showing up for one another and being there. This is complicated by the fact that just being there is hard, given that the pandemic is still ongoing. And Wortman says, it's best if you can actually physically be there. But if not, you can still convey to the person that you are there for them. In our gospel today, and in our second reading from First Corinthians, showing up for people is exemplified by Jesus and extrapolated upon by Paul. So let's first start by looking at what Paul has said. And it's not a perfect analogy for healing from our collective grief, because Paul is much more concerned with winning people over and saving them. But Paul, in his problematic way, is trying to encourage us to show up and to meet people where they're at. In Paul's own words, he says, he has become all things to all people. And that, to me, seems a bit unhealthy at best. But if we can translate Paul's words into our own situation, we could say that even if we haven't personally experienced loss as a result of the pandemic, we can still empathize with those who have. And together, we can bear witness to our collective loss. And that will begin the process of healing. I think that's what it means to show up for people and to meet them where they're at right now. And maybe Jesus' example of showing up for people in Mark's gospel gives us even a healthier example of what to follow. You see, this gospel lesson picks right up from last week with Jesus in Capernaum, and he's just leaving the synagogue after casting out a demon, and he comes into the home of Simon's mother-in-law and heals her. And upon this healing, many others come to the door that are sick with various diseases, and he heals them as well. You see, Jesus shows up for the people of Capernaum. But even Jesus can't be all things to all people. And so he retreats. It says, in the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up, went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. This personal retreat of Jesus, it causes Simon and his companions to hunt for Jesus. And when they eventually find him, they say to him, everyone is searching for you. And Jesus' reaction to this urgent plea isn't to just go back into town and satisfy everyone's desire for his presence. But he says to Simon, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. Jesus' message and miracle of healing, it cannot be contained to Capernaum. Jesus knows that in order for his healing to be experienced more fully, he first must personally have time alone to pray and to tend to his own spirit, But that also his healing cannot be hoarded. It must be taken and shared throughout all of Galilee. And there's no doubt in my mind that Jesus' decision to go on to the neighboring towns disappointed people in Capernaum. And when we are in similar situations where our presence is being demanded of us, it can be hard to say no to draw boundaries for our own spiritual well-being, and to know when it's time to move on, even if it means disappointing others. But that's exactly what Jesus is able to do here. And as followers of Jesus, we are being encouraged to do the same. Healing from the coronavirus is one thing. Healing from the grief of our individual and collective loss is quite another there's no doubt it will require for us to show up for one another and for ourselves and trusting that even in our deepest grief and sickness, God shows up for us with healing and wholeness. Now in America, we not only need healing from our present pandemic, but also our past as well. Last night at HT Loop and next Sunday here at HG Lakeview, we will be having conversations on reparations, conversations which will honestly name the losses of our Black siblings and begin the process of dreaming about the possibility of restoring those losses so that we as a country can begin to heal and maybe one day experience wholeness. As the starting point for these conversations, we are using an article by Tanahasi Coates titled The Case for Reparations. And in rereading this article by Coates ahead of last night's conversation, I was hit by wave after wave of losses that our black siblings have endured. From slavery to Jim Crow, to lending that has been done illegally even this type of exploitative predatory lending. There has never even been a moment of reprieve from this system of exploitation or extraction of our Black siblings. And in Coates's article, Chicago, our very own city, is one of his case studies for how the ending of slavery or even the passing of civil rights legislation has not meant full freedom for our neighbors who are Black. He says... Chicago, like the country at large, embraced policies that placed Black America's most energetic, ambitious, and thrifty countrymen beyond the pale of society and marked them as rightful targets for legal theft. But in America, there isn't the political will for us to even investigate this history or study reparations. The late John Conyers, a former congressman from Detroit, for over 25 years, would start every session of Congress by introducing a bill calling for a congressional study of slavery and its lingering effects, as well as appropriate remedies. This bill is now called HR 40, the, study, uh, the Commission to Study Reparation Proposals for African Americans Act. But it's never even made it to the House floor, even though, as John Conyers had said, We study everything, we study the water, we study the air. We can't even study this issue. This bill does not authorize one red cent to anyone. Coates then summarizes to say that HR 40 has never under either Democrats or Republicans made it to the house floor. It suggests that our concerns are rooted not in the impracticality of reparations but in something more existential. If we conclude that the conditions in North Lawndale and Black America are not inexplicable, but are instead precisely what you'd expect of a community that for centuries has lived in America's crosshairs, then what are we to make of the world's oldest democracy? You see, it's not just a question of how we make things right, it's a question of who we are as a people. And that's a scary question for us to face. But it's necessary for healing to occur. The problem, as Coates puts it, is that in America, there is a strange and powerful belief that if you stab a black person 10 times, the bleeding stops and the healing begins the moment the assailant drops the knife. We believe white dominance to be a fact of the inert past a delinquent debt that can be made to disappear if only we don't look. The hard but hopeful antidote to this is outlined by Coates. What is needed is an airing of family secrets, a settling with old ghosts. What is needed is a healing in the American psyche and a banishment of white guilt. Healing. Healing is hard especially from centuries-old wounds. But we worship a healing God, one who shows up for us, and one who shows us how to show up for others and ourselves. In this time, showing up for people who are experiencing deep grief to COVID, or showing up to talk about reparations, especially when the conversation gets complicated or messy, is how we heal. We might be running on empty at this point, this deep into the pandemic, or we might feel powerless in the face of such long-standing evils such as racism and segregation. But we are reminded today in Isaiah that God gives power to the faint and gives strength to the powerless. So, dear people, as we comfort one another in our grief and as we interrogate and repair the history that we inherit. Let us trust that God will renew our strength and that we will move forward towards this healthy and whole future that God is leading us into by mounting up on wings like eagles, by running and not growing weary. We will walk and not faint. Jesus' healing in our gospel could not be contained. And God's healing will be experienced by all people. And on that day, not one will be missing. For as our psalmist proclaims, the Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And even for those who are not healed in this age, God promises resurrection in the age to come. God's resurrection will bring us into this new day and age. But while we are still here in this age, God's hope and healing will show us the way to show up for one another and for ourselves. Amen.
0: He ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
5: Trusting in God's power to heal, let us offer our prayers for all who are in need. We pray for the church's many ministries of healing, for hospital, hospice, and military chaplains, for those serving in prisons, camps, and institutions, and for bishops and pastors facing illness of which we are unaware. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the health of the earth, for its myriad animals and their habitats, and for all created life that has been harmed by human misuse. God in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the health of people around the globe, especially for the people of Ethiopia and India, for international health organizations, for local and national medical services, and for school officials and teachers facing the pandemic. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for wholeness in our nation, for the safety of our nation's elected leaders, for a halt to the pandemic, for health workers, for the prompt distribution of vaccines, and for all who today will die from the virus. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are sick and suffering, for those with chronic pain, for those experiencing despair, for infants born impaired and for the aged in decline, and for all whom we name in our hearts, in the chat feature, or by temporarily unmuting. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our congregation, for our ministries in the South Loop and in Lakeview, and for the many organizations with whom we partner. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you for Blessed Mary, Cyril and Methodius, and all the faithful. And we pray that despite sickness and death, at our end, we join with them to find our wholeness in you. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, hear the prayers of your people, spoken or silent, for the sake of the one who dwells among us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
0: I invite you now to turn on gallery view as we share the peace with one another. The peace of Christ be with you always.
2: And
6: awesome. also with you. Peace. 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 Peace, be with you.
2: Peace. peace. be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Oh, peace be with you. Oh, uh, peace Christ be with you.
5: Peace.
1: Peace. Peace, peace Thomas. God's peace. God's peace be with you. Peace, peace, peace. Peace
7: be with you. It's our delight to join in worship today. As the people of God, many of us on a very cold, frigid day in a lot of the part of this country and of course Canada, which is even colder than we are today. There will be several links appearing in the chat now. One is uh, If you uh, would like to give an offering, we appreciate your generosity. If you're not signed up already for online giving. Also is a form for newcomers. If you've never filled out that before, we would love for you to do that and learn a little bit about you. There's an opportunity to volunteer with um, others from Holy Trinity uh, with the youth outreach team and bus this coming Thursday. And there's some information in the link as well. Our small bites return this week with the topic, do we all worship the same God? If someone asked me that question, I would say in a typical Lutheran fashion, well, yes, and maybe no, but we'll see what Carol LaHerd has to say as she leads us in that topic from 1030 to 11, particularly thinking about Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. And then next Sunday, Um, And this coming Wednesday will be the forum that uh, Pastor Adams mentioned on reparations. I read that article by Coates last year, and I would highly, highly recommend it to you as preparation for this important conversation. Ash Wednesday, believe it or not, and Lent is a week and a half away. And like communion and like Palm Sunday and everything else, it's challenging to do these liturgies online. And there are a number of ways that you can both participate and get ashes. So that information will appear on the screen now. We'll be having two liturgies on Zoom at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. And our HT Loop community will gather with Grace Place and you're welcome to that as well if that time works for you at 6.30. Now, in terms of the ashes themselves, There are a number of options. One, of course, is you can just participate uh, without um, having the ashes. Another is that you can make your own uh, by burning palms, by burning something else. And uh, Pastor Ben has a video to help you think about that. Another is you can pick up some palms that we burned this past week at Holy Trinity. I think they were from about 10 years ago and there were a lot of them and actually as I look at that container full of ashes, I think they would serve about 4000 people. So we have ashes for decades to sh- for you and for the community what, whoever we need that but we have them in teeny tiny ash packets available for you. That you, if you're ever walking by or driving by Holy Trinity, they are in a little green plastic container uh, on top of the grill near the door in the garden and Bo has prepared a um, little video about that. And finally, how about coming in person to get ashes if you feel comfortable between uh, 11.30 and 12.30, 5.30 and 6.30 at either of our sites, Lakeview or um, the South Loop, and a pastor will be there to mark you with ashes. You can spend a few moments in the uh, worship space if you'd like, and then uh, participate in the liturgy at home either before or after you receive those ashes. Finally, we hope you'll stay for a couple minutes between our uh, worship and uh, our small bites because we have some fun polls for you.
0: Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
5: Be watchful, stand firm in your faith, be courageous and strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Thanks be to God.